Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I'm being so animated is because right before this, I was being really down. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't continue. <laughs> I only have the energy for that sentence. I know. Yeah, it's like now I'm like, oh fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Well, I mean, well, I guess there is the letdown because for the last what? eight months we've been uh, enduring this tease upon endless tease of the new doctor and season eight of the series and finally fucking aired this last weekend. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I, I'm going to have to say spoilers in this one because we're going to talk a little bit about it. And and if you, if you're a fan of doctor, you've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it already. You've seen it Let's probably a number time. of times. Yeah. You've seen yeah. it a number of times since, uh, since the show aired. Um, first off, what did you think about the, the new doctor, Peter Capaldi? You know, I, um, this, I have to start off with saying that this is, uh, I'm not an old school doctor who fan. So this would be the first change that I've, I've experienced. So I had the little, like, man, I don't know. Why are we changing? What are we doing? You know? But I, I dug it. And I dug it because I think the show... The show cleverly addressed everything someone would say as to why he wouldn't be a good fit. Yeah. Like, in the undertones of the storyline. They make it blatant enough so you realize they're doing it. But it's right. it's it was clever. I like him. I think he's cool. Uh, definitely a great actor, but I already knew that. Yeah. Um. He, uh... Yeah, I, there's really nothing else to say. He did a great job. Yeah, I. You know, you, I oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you can tell that he's gonna be um, a little bit more like looking at himself and yeah, you know, figuring stuff out than the other like Matt Smith. Matt Smith's just bouncing around half of the fucking time. <laughs> you know. Well, you actually kind of saw it a little bit if if you go back to Day of the Doctor when uh, John Hurt popped in as the doctor and he had mentioned, you know, it's like he had, uh, he had even said in that episode 
He's like, why are you afraid of being a grown-up? I kept saying, like, you know, they're acting like children. You know, what's wrong with being an adult? So I think we kind of saw the, the, the seeds being laid out that after the time war and stuff like that, he didn't want to deal with all of that. So he just, yeah. You know, so he, he, be, he became the opposite of what he was. Right. And I think now he's, he's, um, he worked through, I mean, cause he definitely worked through the time war issues and stuff as much as he could, right. uh, in the Matt Smith version. So now I think he's getting a little bit more back to roots, you yeah. know, cause he, cause I, I know I've seen some of the older, like older ones and he's mostly old, like yeah. when he's the doctor, you know, so. Yeah. And you know, and, and it's it is cool because for a lot of, especially a lot of new uh, new fans, you know, they've only either seen Tenet or or Smith, and have gone back and seen Eccleston, who was a little heavier, but not quite as heavy as as where I think Capaldi's going. But I didn't like Eccleston that much, and I but I don't know why. Like I'll tell people, nah, I'm not, I mean, I don't dislike him, but out of the three new ones, not yeah. including the current one. Right. Um, he's like bottom of the barrel and people go, well, why? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, it's just something about him. I'm not, I don't really care as much when he's speaking. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know, because he's still kind of brooding. And I think that's kind of what people, I think some people don't get to because he's brooding a little bit just after the time war. And, you know, he's just kind of still dealing with stuff, but still has that kind of like moments of, of joy. And I think when it moved on to tenant, tenant had that good balance of being able to be serious and dark, but at the same time be funny. And then Matt Smith was generally lighthearted the entire time. But you got into you got into Capaldi's character, and I like the fact that he just didn't quite get along with everyone. That I mm-hmm. thought was always that was kind of cool. And then the the new the this the new way him and and Clara are uh, going at each other. It's uh, it's just kind of uh, I don't know, just a, a little different dynamic. You know, I love the Amy reference he made when he dropped the Sonic onto the floor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Clara Shard is like, it's moments like this that I miss Amy. Who? Nothing. <laughs> you know. Um... That was that had me laughing my ass off. <laughs> now, there was a lot of scenes there. I mean, one thing that you told me that I didn't know was the villain is a throwback, which I thought because they only made a reference to it possibly being a throwback like 15 times. Yeah. Um, with him trying to remember what it was. And I thought it was cool that he never did remember. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, oh whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's cool too because in a way because of the fact that it was before Moffat too. But the funny thing is is that reference that he made was probably one of my favorite tenant episodes called uh, the Girl in the Fireplace, and Stephen Moffat wrote that, and uh, so it was kind of a cool little throwback to his to his episode, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So I I really think that. And then of course there's the, yeah. Did the doctor throw him or did the robot try to commit suicide? You know I think. I think it's going to leave it up to interpretation. I think it's good that they didn't answer that, like show what had happened. Well, because then you you define him straight away, right? You know, and it's it's best to leave his ultimate moral character because honestly, even if he threw him or if he convinced him to jump off, it's the same thing. Right. And it was a justifiable action either way. Right. So it's not like he was some evil bastard that was tossing an innocent man off of a fucking flesh floating thing. Yeah. You know, he, he the dude needed to die. There was no he he should have died years ago. Yeah. You know, so it's it's um it was it was cool, man. The episode was really deep. But you know what? Past um, I don't even think 
the develop and even if it was the first episode, the development of the Doctor wasn't the big issue here. I think uh, Clara showed some fucking shit because yeah. she wasn't so one dimensional, just there for the fucking sarcasm. Right. Like just, even little shit, like when she was holding her breath, and then just that single tear comes down. I mean, that's yeah. powerful shit, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was like, I really, really, my heart was racing. And I'm I'm the type of person that will watch a show and I'll just sit there. I'll enjoy it, but I really won't. I might laugh, but I won't really show any emotion <laughs> when I watch it. Um, but like on that moment where she's holding her breath, she's walking through the hall and her visions. I was like, "Fuck, dude! Like somebody come out this broad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean when she's when she's giving that whole speech about what you're gonna have to do to her. You know, she's like, I'm yeah. not going to tell you where he is. And, you know, and I'm hoping right now that he's standing right behind me. And that, that shot of her reaching her hand and you're, that little extra second they took of no one touch, grabbing it. You're kind of like, oh, shit. Did he leave her? <laughs> you know, because he was cold at the door. I, dude. Yeah, he's like, it's like there's no sense of them catching both of us. And then leave you're like, oh, fuck. Leave me the Sonic. Oh, I might need it. <laughs> it just <laughs> bounces. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. And, you know, but then the whole, you know, yeah, playing everything. I liked uh, Strax when he was uh, looking at her subconscious. And yeah. he's like, you know, he's like, lots of boys, lots of young men playing a, su- a sport. Or a lot of uh, playing a sport. I assume that's a sport. Get out of there. <laughs> Get out of my subconscious. So funny. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and, and I think a lot of that too. And I think it always works out well, especially with the way they handle the new one. Because Rose was the only other companion that handled the new Doctor uh, in the new series. Uh, quite a few have handled them in the in the old series, but in the new series, you know the. Oh, that's true. Because tenant tenant changed with no one. Yeah, he had he had said goodbye to everyone. Everybody kind of knew he was leaving, and then he didn't he didn't change with anyone. But when Eccleston changed to tenant, Rose was there, and Rose hang that um, went on that extra season. But one thing that I think is always kind of interesting is, especially because there is such a dynamic shift. That I think Clara kind of represented the audience a bit. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's what the episode was so good at doing. And her her exact response. You know, she wasn't completely against it, but she did she was like, I don't this isn't the person that I knew. Right. And then the ultimately at the end, when she realizes she's being foolish, everyone else realizes they're being foolish. Right. And I thought that was so fucking smart, dude. Like it was just it was like fuck like me i wasn't i had my reservations a little bit but i'm not that type of person that goes no absolutely not you know so i wasn't completely against it you know right. i was just like you need to prove to me that you're going to be good in the role first you know and i think i think always too like the first episode is setting up so much information oh, yeah. that you'll you'll see him get into it a little bit more in second third fourth fourth episodes oh yeah i mean you know, be- it, it just the way he would like I know there's even some people, and I read this, I saw it on Facebook and stuff like that, where they're like not completely convinced yet. And I think it's just because they hold on. They This might be their first. And for a lot of fans that came on, this is their first regeneration, you know? And, yeah. and it's like, you know, it's the same thing like what happened to Tenet. Like, you know, a lot of people that came on with Tenet or love Tenet, you know, Matt Smith had a big job to do. And I think Moffat did a smart thing with, with Tenet. And now with this being such a such a dynamic shift, I thought for... for uh, as a character, I thought it was it was solid because the doctor kind of needs to go back there. But you know the little the little add on of of Smith calling Clara, and then tying it into where she came walking up to the TARDIS and hung the phone back up because I remember that in the Christmas special, 
and then you see it in the first episode where yeah i remember that too and it was never yeah, no one ever addressed it yeah like why was the phone hanging out you know and and then you see him talking to Clara, saying that this guy needs him. And it was, kind of, it was kind of a little bit – some people were like, was it necessary? No, but it was nice because it was almost like, hey, he's still me kind of thing, you know? And it's, it was – I think it was good because exactly what you said. And um, and in Me Too, it was the first generation that uh, – regeneration that a lot of uh, fans went through. I mean I'm the type of fan though that I – one, I have a friend that's watched it forever. So I know a lot of what what happens already, and then I go back and I watch old shit. But a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, you know, they'll just watch what comes on TV. So I think that little bit, while for people who know what's going on, and a little bit more into the show, like a little bit. No, I don't want to say hardcore fan, but just a little bit knowing the background and stuff. They don't need it. Like I didn't need that scene. I thought it was yeah. cute, but I didn't need it. Right. But there's a lot of people that needed it. They needed to see. Oh wait, there's the doctor. Because yeah. that's the first thing they'll say when they see it. Yeah, the Just the real the doctor. doctor. And then the whole conversation after that is, stop being a fuck, Todd. Yeah. You know, and then they go, oh. Well, I like, the, I like the comment where she's like, you shouldn't be listening in. He goes, no, I know the phone call. Like, that was me. I did Yeah, that. which was really the first time that it was officially confirmed that that's how she felt the entire episode. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, also, I also like, I always love that, uh, that lizard lady. And her oh, wife. Astra, yeah. I always love those people, man. Hey, first of all, dude, when um, she was in that pose, you thought she was. That's, I was laughing my fucking ass off. <laughs> I don't understand why I'm doing this art. <laughs> <laughs> you brighten up a room tremendously. I, I was laughing my ass off. I know, and then when she turns the thing over, and you see this whole elaborate puzzle that she's like, she's like I thought you were painting me. <laughs> I've also never quite seen her look that hot. I know, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> what's really going on? And then when fucking Clara comes in, oh, great, just put your clothes over there. Yeah. <laughs> and no one says anything. The chick, that chick is a fucking horn dog, dude. She's oh, always it's... trying to see some human tail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I felt so bad for the T-Rex. I did, too. Like, they really – and it's funny. And that's another thing. Moffat does it especially, but it's a Doctor Who trend, and I love it, is you see something. You immediately think it's a villain because right. it's a fucking huge dinosaur. You're like, oh, shit, get rid of that thing. Right, right, right. And then throughout the course of the show, they slowly turn you into feeling bad for it. Yeah. And then they kill it. You're like, what the fuck? And then you're like, fuck, that was fucked up. And then you realize, wait, but I wanted it to die in the bit. Shit. <laughs> you feel like a jackass. And then the cool thing, too, is like when the doctor was translating what the dinosaur was saying, you're like, oh, dude. Like it puts it into perspective, you know, I'm alone here, you know, and he's saying well, all you, like, start, you start realizing that it doesn't matter how terrifying it looks, it's just an animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's it wasn't really attack. I I see when I thought the saw the trailer, that's who I thought the villain was gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Like thought this T Rex was gonna be fucking terrorizing London. Yeah. And they had to get rid of it. And actually when I originally thought that, I was like, That's kinda lame, isn't it? Like it's almost like a Godzilla bit, you know, like, hasn't, hasn't that been done, you know? Yeah. And then obviously it's not. And I was talking to you about the villain they used, and I was like, I don't think, I don't think it was the strongest villain, even though if it, was, it was a throwback. I don't think it was the strongest villain, but the villain really wasn't the focus of the show. No. So I don't think it was supposed to be, like, this grand fucking villain. It wasn't supposed to be the fucking master. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't supposed to be someone who you're supposed to pay attention to 100%. Yeah. Because we're supposed to be paying attention to the development of the characters. Right. And it's the same thing if you look at Matt Smith's first episode. 
No, it wasn't really. It was just the things to kind of show off that he's still the Doctor. Yeah, it was just this and, big scary and, alien. Yeah, that and, was this, and if you look at Tenet too, Tenet, Tenet's first episode was a Christmas special. And for a majority of that episode, he was asleep. <laughs> he <laughs> was, and, uh, you know, then he popped in at the very end and then just did this whole little thing where it shows how clever he is. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, but yeah, the first episode. But the way they set up and Missy... I don't know. I, you know, a lot of a lot of online mm-hmm. a lot of online speculation is she's the new master. Well, I definitely and and the funny thing is is that Moffat said, and he always lies anyway. But Moffat said that uh, there wasn't going to be any series spanning uh, storylines anymore. That they were going to get more back to back to basics and have you know smaller, shorter storylines but then right in the first episode they're setting up this massive thing and i don't fucking know like what is this promised land he's in yeah exactly how did he get there you know it's it's just weird to me and the cool thing is is we're not gonna have um six episodes here and then you know seven episodes here and then another seven we're gonna have all 13 episodes yeah well the next step is a 26 episode series (laughs) i want a cartoon fucking style series where they have like 50 episodes (laughs) Or God, do, the or price do, of that we were I know, I know, right? Or do straight syndication like they do 10, 10 against 90. Yeah. Where they do 10 episodes, and then if they do well, then they do 90 episodes after that. You know what's funny? I saw a few comments. Some people were complaining about the CGI for the dinosaur, saying the color was off. I was like, really? When was the last time you visited the Cretaceous period? I know. Or like- Jurassic period, whichever period the t-rex was in the color of the t-rex seemed a bit off really what's your basis for that there's some scientists that think it had feathers too <laughs> bringing that up <laughs> what's your basis for that was it not the same as jurassic park yeah yeah, yeah. it looks that's pretty- everyone's basis for what a dinosaur looks looks like and don't you dare fucking deny it anybody <laughs> listening to this at least americans because I've, I've only i can only speak for my country Anyone who do, I say describe a dinosaur, they described the Jurassic Park dinosaur. Exactly. <laughs> Unless they're like a, you know, scientist. <laughs> but even then, when do even they, then, what do they have to go on? Basically, when the electric fences go down. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, all I know is we have to put in a goat every t- every day. <laughs> oh man! So, you're back on Windows. Yes, I'm back on Windows. So here's the situation. <laughs> I like it. Here's the situation. Every time now, I think Steve has realized this too. I've grown up a little bit when it's come to to what I like in computers. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I do prefer uh, Linux. I do. Um, now I had to switch back to Windows because I started going to college, um, online college, and uh, two reasons. One, my Lab work is done through Silverlight, which I can get to work in Linux, but it's not guaranteed. There could be an update that breaks it. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't fuck around with that. Like, I need school to work. You know, so I was like, okay. And then also the usage of Word. I mean, I, I, I'm the first one to say it. Word is the easiest and most feature-rich fucking word processor program we use, period. I mean, the fucking thing has built-in everything. Yeah. And I missed one note. Especially for college, because it's beautiful. So I switched to that. But about the maturing thing, I don't, I don't really hate Windows anymore. I hate some of the decisions that Microsoft does. It's but not, Windows, it's is, not the technology; it's the business behind. That's what it is. Yeah. And 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 I came to that realization with Apple first. While I don't prefer 
their operating system for my personal needs or tastes. Their operating system functions fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. We can get down to details and fucking nitpick and shit, but whatever. Overall, Windows, Mac, and Linux work perfectly fine. Um, it just depends on what you're trying to do and who's using it. But I think Windows is the jack of all trades, isn't it? Like, it can yeah. pretty much do anything. The only downside is I am now nervous as fuck about viruses. Like, I have no scripts working on my um, web browser. <laughs> so, like, no job. Nothing runs unless I allow it. Really? Which is actually I, pretty... <laughs> I have, I mean, I, I probably have, I'm not nervous at all, and I don't catch viruses. The thing is, is I have little kids, and sometimes yeah. they'll want to go on those free web games. Mm. And those are riddled with fucking viruses. I thought you had another computer for them. I do, but they like mine. Of course they do. Because it's Danny's. Exactly. Yeah, so if I don't close my door, they'll... He's got they'll the shit on. <laughs> yeah. I do have the 23-inch uh, widescreen monitor. I need to get them a new monitor. I go, I need to get you guys a new monitor. And they're like, Daddy, you should give us yours. I'm like, I would until you fucking drew on it. <laughs> There's like a scratch on the side because they drew on it. And I'm like, now you get nothing. Oh, jeez. Dicks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm back on Windows. More importantly, started college going for my bachelor's bachelor's of science specializing in uh bachelor's of computer science let me be a little bit more specific um specializing in network networking and tele or networking and communication not telecommunication but communication something like that yeah. um ironic isn't it you can't explain it but yet he's gonna go into it yeah well that's why we go to school isn't it dick <laughs> uh, no it's funny my my two first classes are are really fucking easy like the first the first class isn't a tech class because i gotta do general eds too which yeah. are probably going to be the hardest classes for me like math and shit you know because i don't want to do them the computer classes are interesting oh unix 101 fuck yeah but the english like fuck man i don't want to do this but um the first two classes are one is um an so, introduction so when he gets into english and you start seeing his posts seem to kind of <laughs> all eloquent cur and shit cur curtail into like you know <laughs> i dare <laughs> say <laughs> Um, Why is he speaking about himself in the third person? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know right. he, you know he's fucking around with class. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> that'll be in your report. Why don't you use this? Well, in the latest study of my blog, um, my blog updates. Uh... I was recently researching a paper. <laughs> that, uh... <laughs> I'm going to too. <laughs> um, so anyway. The first two classes. Uh, one is introduction to online learning. So I was like, oh, whatever. Like, it, it's basically to show you, because online learning is viable, but you have to come at it differently because you're the only one there. Yeah, you have to motivate yourself. You have to motivate yourself, and you have to make sure that you're 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 not just watching a video blindly. Because mm -hmm. I have lectures I have to watch, but when you're not in a lecture hall. Right. You have to get in that mindset because as soon as you walk into a school, you're in the school mindset, yeah. hopefully, because you, you're in a school. But when you're in your bedroom that you were just playing fucking two hours of Diablo 3 <laughs> in the same position, <laughs> you know, you have to kind of switch gears. And now, you so have, that, and, and now you have to watch it online with your pants on. I do try to get dressed. I try. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so there's that. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then there's a lot of other stuff, too. That I think I'm going to benefit from the class because it's like study tips. And I've been out of school for a long time. So it just kind of get me in the gear. And then the other class is computer, like, I just call it computer basics. 
Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called, but basically, <laughs> the first lecture I did, this dude, cool teacher, like, the lecture is fine, but he's like, this is a power supply. It powers <laughs> your computer. Uh-huh. This is a CPU, or known as a processor. I'm like, <laughs> I know all this shit. The cool thing is, so I use this program called Test Out which is the Silverlight program. And I also started learning why people do use Silverlight because it's really good at making interactive uh, technologies online. So I was, <laughs> I was using this, and it said I had an exam voucher. I'm like, what the fuck is that for? i got to pay for the other exams? <laughs> but it has nothing to do with my course. The exam voucher is outside of that. I can take the A-plus certification for free. That test is usually like 200 bucks. To get your A-plus certification, which is like the base level IT certification. What it does is it tells employers that you have the equivalent of 12 years of experience for computer work. So if people say, you need at least a year experience, so I got an A-plus certification, well, you know, I guess you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, in theory, that's, yeah, yeah. that's how it works. So I was like, oh, cool. I should." So after this course, which is pretty much everything that's on the A-plus cert, I think I'm going to take that. And get that done. Nice. So yeah, I'm having fun. I'm actually having fun with it. I'm all. I'm pretty much done with this week's work because <laughs> it was so easy. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just do it." Here's another funny thing, and then I'll get off this. For participation in the cl- in an online class, you have to do what's called discussion questions. Okay, it's like a forum. The teacher. The yeah. Yeah. Right. The teacher will ask you a specific question. You have to answer that, and you also have to reply to someone else's in a constructive way. At least twice. Not just like, yeah, dude, you know, like in a constructive way. At least twice throughout the week. He put in a thread, it was fucking Obama. Right. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to do my first, my first, my main, my main discussion, answering the question. Now I, I do the same thing for the articles for the website. I type them in Word, let Word fucking spell check and grammar check it, and then paste it into WordPress because, you know, I'm fucking human, right. so I make mistakes. I type really fast, so sometimes I just fucking I blank out and I just type stupid shit. So I did the same thing for the discussion question. Perfect, and I also reread it too. I don't always do that for the articles. I was gonna have to say, yeah. what are you gonna do? You know, <laughs> um, I reread it and everything was perfect. You know, English, yay. <laughs> Pasted it and good to go. So like, oh, I should do the responses. So I'm reading everyone's responses. The amount of fucking errors mm. in these in these fucking things i'm like you people and these are people like not all of them are at my level some of them already have a degree in something yeah i'm like you've already been through college and you can't fucking form and that just shows me that they just they're not taking it seriously yeah so i was telling my wife she's like oh do you feel bad for them? like no i i hope they continue to behave that way and she's like why am i because it makes me look like a fucking rock star yeah the same thing when i'm working if other people are slacking off good keep slacking off yeah because now i look great and I don't even have to do anything but show up. Right. <laughs> Lower the bar so much, I stand above it. Too. I literally, my last job, people were such fuck-ups at my last job. I would I would come to work. I'm always on time. I'm like 15 minutes earlier on time. It's an East Coast thing. So I would be on time all the time. And I got an award for being on time. <laughs> and there's this big store meeting that we used to have on Saturdays sometimes. Everybody's doesn't it, there. Doesn't it, doesn't it feel like a participation badge? No, like, it, it felt 
it felt condescending. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I took it and I kind of had a weird look on my face and I'm reading it, trying to see if it's for something else. And I'm in front of everybody. And the store manager goes, what's the matter? You don't seem too happy. And I'm like, you just gave me an award for doing what I'm supposed to do. I know. And, and everybody just kind of got quiet because they all realized that they're <laughs> all fuck-ups. Like, I'm getting an award because I just know how to do my job. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? It didn't even have anything to do with my job. I just showed up. <laughs> so sad. It reminds me of 21 Jump Street, you know, where he's like, where Channing Tatum's to Jonah Hill. He's like, wait, you got a participation badge? Well, you actually got an award for sucking? <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah. You showed up and fucking failed. But you know what? Here. Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> Back in my day... When you lost, you didn't get shit. Yeah. Oh, I told yeah. you to go fucking home. Try again. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but hey, that's uh, all I want to talk about school. I'm sure I'll bring it up occasionally when something <laughs> weird or funny happens. But Yeah, in the next podcast. You know this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Every podcast there's a school update. No. It's 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 IT work. It's not exciting. <laughs> By by the time your semester ends, we'll hear and like fuck. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> so Adam, how long? How is how long have you been in school for a while now? How long though? About as long to get a monocle. Got a monocle now. <laughs> got a monocle now. Very important. <laughs> I got an award for showing up. <laughs> yep, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> I got an award for logging in on time. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Valley Victorian, of the online school, so I have perfect attendance. <laughs> It's funny because you can get fucked up for attendance. I made Dean's list. Right. <laughs> you can get dinged for attendance on online college. Wow. If you don't do the discussion questions. that's the There's there's different things that grade your participation. So if you don't do it, they right. it's the same rubric as you didn't come to class. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Wow. I love it. <laughs> I'm always in class at about 3 a.m. doing my fucking schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The future is now, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We both we both watched um a quality fucking animated flick. Oh yeah, uh, Assault on Arkham. So oh, whoa, 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 Batman. Oh, excuse me, Batman, who was Assault. barely in it. Assault Batman. on Arkham. Assault Arkham. You should have yeah. called it fucking um Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad Assault on Arkham. Arkham. But you know what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, um, it was marketing purposes. Most people did exactly. that. What's Suicide Squad? No, no one's going to buy it with Suicide Squad. They could have the said Suicide Squad. Harley Quinn and Friends. <laughs> and then everyone would go, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, is um, that like Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Yeah. Just, yeah, just like that. Just like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, this, first I got to say this, okay? And I said it in the article. I think I wrote an article about this at some point. But I got to say this once. Marvel is killing it in the live-action cinematic space for their movies. They never have been able to touch DC with the animated. No. Always fucking top shelf, dude. Love it all. If they made a, if, if they made a fucking My Little Pony movie, I'd watch it twice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only, the only chief complaints I have about uh, Batman Assault on Arkham is, one, the use of the term Batman as a title. Um, yeah, because you know it's just a marketing ploy, so yeah, it makes it was, you kind of like, oh. He's in the beginning, and he's in the end. Spoilers, but... He was a badass when he showed up. Well, though. yeah, he was a badass when he showed up, and the fact that it was Kevin Conroy. Yeah. As, the, as Batman. Technically, he was in it a lot more than you thought, because... Are we doing spoilers on this? Yeah, fuck it. All right. 
technically, yeah, like he was, yeah. <laughs> technically, he was in it a lot more when he was disguised as fucking uh, oh. what's his face. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Kind of doesn't count, but still. Yeah, but still, yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, just the way they did uh, Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Um, yeah, that dude, the the uh, the new Joker. I, I, oh, he's I, spot on. He was spot on. The new Harley Quinn isn't bad either. Mm-mm. That's no, not I'm, the that's not the original voice. No, and uh, but the the actress that did it is not uh, is not new to DC uh, to the DC movie. So no, who did she movie. who did she voice before? I was reading. I can't remember. I can't remember right off the top of my head. Either. It doesn't even matter though because Harley Quinn's voice is so distinctive. It doesn't matter what you did before that. I love the fact that they used uh, Warner Brother characters in the game that she was playing on her phone. You know, like Bugs Bunny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Daffy Duck. You're like, you know. But uh, one of the things I found is is that it really was a a good introduction for the Suicide Squad, even though they didn't technically use that name a lot. They just used Suicide Mission. But the fact that they weren't afraid to kill a lot of the characters off. One thing I thought that was a little bit of a cheat, and and this is just me saying this, and and is the fact that they showed, you know. Scarecrow, they showed um, Poison Ivy, they showed these characters and not one of them said a line. You know? The the only reason I think they can get away with that is because this movie isn't officially in any canon. It's it's like a one-shot. Yeah. They they said that. So I think that's the only... I mean, if it was in canon and you had big characters, especially fucking Poison Ivy, because she can't keep her fucking mouth shut. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. But I think with a one-shot... I mean, still. I still would have liked seeing or hearing um, some lines from some some big characters. But, you know, as a one-shot, whatever. And I I loved at the scene at the end when Waller was, like, talking all shit. Like, you know, what are you guys going to do? And then, you know, you see Deadshot on, you know, she sees that dot on her chest. <laughs> you have Deadshot yeah. Yeah, yeah, with his daughter. That was pretty, that was pretty slick. But, you know, overall, I mean, I really liked it. I dug a lot of, a lot of the female characters. All of those characters were on point. Um, and just, yeah, the way I liked because of the, especially Harley, Harley's, Harley goes either way. Like it's either done really well or just yes, kind of like, <laughs> or just, it's kind of really just kind of like you know yeah she's just the cheerleader following joker around or yeah. she's a really deep character yeah and i i liked i like this whole thing and then how she used dead shot to make the joker jealous you know and yeah you find out at the end and that actually i had to kind of rewind it because i was like what just happened <laughs> but then you realize that it's always going to be like that. Oh, yeah. And 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 I was explaining that to someone a long time ago. They're like, "Oh, that's so stupid. They it's such a shallow character because she always goes back to the joke." I'm like, "Women like that don't exist now, or men for that matter." Yeah. You know, it, you, you have you, I've spoken to many women or dudes that will sit there and curse the shit out of their ex. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that dude. This fucking horrible. I'm so glad I left. As soon as they show up, they're back together. Oh no. Well, he was, you know, he was going through a rough patch. You know, yeah. it's fine now. Well, She's the embodiment of that. Exactly. It's the comic and uh, animated manifestation of an unhealthy relationship. Exactly. Harley Quinn and the do- Joker. You can't get any more unhealthy than oh, that. Oh, I, lo- I love that little talk they were having um, when she, when Joker saw her, when he was in that like one man cell. Oh yeah, yeah. 
it's like, oh, Harley, I th- I do think you're trying to kill me. Like, he's such a dick. Like, he knows exactly how to piss her off. Oh, yeah. And that's, and just that's what it. you do. In a, in but she got, under his, she got under his skin a little oh, bit, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Well, you saw that little rant he was going through, you know, where he started to really kind of started to get jealous of Deadshot, you know? The, the, yeah. You know, when he was by himself. Yeah, when he was talking to himself. And you're like going, oh, shit, the Joker's actually getting kind of pissed. But, you know, his he really – I thought he channeled – uh, Mark Hamill as as the Joker, but made him just even, and then with the animation, made him a step closer to just being like, wow, you're actually kind of afraid of this dude. Yeah, I, that's the thing, and, and I'm not putting down Mark Hamill at all. See, Mark Hamill did a different Joker. Mm-hmm. He did a Joker that was for a children's television show, as dark as that show was. Right. He couldn't go that step further yeah, right, right. and I think that in, in this movie especially um, the new guy what's his name I can't remember his fucking uh, name yeah I can't remember his name either he, but... um, he, has the, he can be that much more twisted in his tone of voice because he doesn't have to worry about scaring children <laughs> right 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 and, so and I think children it was shouldn't be watching that movie if no you definitely have, not if you, have, if you haven't if you thought like oh well I thought about buying that for my kid don't it's not for your kid. And the reason why I didn't say that before is because I'm so sick and tired of people not understanding the rating systems of things. I know, right? Like it's just like, and I'm sure there are parents that my kid watched this and it has, it has a scene where Harley Quinn and Deadshot have sex, and it's like you don't see anything for one. And I was very disappointed. Two, <laughs> um, <laughs> two, you um, you know, it's it's rated. What was it rated? It wasn't rated R, was PG-13. it? PG thirteen. PG thirteen. But they do drop a couple of curse words in there, you know. Yeah, shit the... said a couple times. Yeah, you know, so. It, you it's... ever notice the Joker never curses? Mm-mm. Oh, he's he's freakier without it. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be that fucking um. He doesn't. That pedestrian. Yeah. Now that I'm a college student. Yeah. <laughs> bitch. He doesn't. He doesn't need to come off as a thug. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was wondering that for a second, but that's perfectly yeah. perfectly makes sense. Yeah, he's the he's the top dog. You don't need to be like a little baby in the street. Exactly. But yeah. um, um, but yeah, overall, if you if you're gonna watch that, definitely check it out. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. But again, don't expect to see Batman in it a whole lot. Um, yeah, he's he's in it, and he plays sort of a pivotal role, just because he interrupts certain things. Right. But he's he's not it's it's interesting because he's not really he doesn't give a fuck about the suicide. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And then you find out at the end I won't spoil this bit. You find out at the end that he's Post- there's an ultimate thing <laughs> there's an ultimate thing that he's looking for that he didn't right. tell the other people because you know Batman's not sitting there monologuing. You know, right. He's just doing his job. <laughs> not not like in the comic books, you know. <laughs> yeah, like he always monologues in the comic books. Um the uh the one last thing I wanted to say that I think makes joker the creepiest and you definitely saw this in here is confidence yeah. he just just idly strolling through a fucking prison he just escaped through putting his suit on and shit yeah and when he's got guns to his head he doesn't even flinch like that shit scares the other guy on the other end when he went, like, when he went toe to toe when deadshot went toe to toe with the joker that scene was actually pretty fucking badass mm-hmm. so you out crazy the joker <laughs> House <laughs> rolling. Hey, but you know what? At least Deadshot got a piece of that ass. That's all it's about. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, really quickly, because I know we're running a bit long on our Fuck it. Is, uh, plus we didn't do one last week, so we can run a little longer. Um this one here, I finally saw the Lego movie. Um 
uh, it was, this was going to be on last week's podcast, but uh, I finally saw the Lego movie. Um, Adam has seen it religiously for a while. I have children. Uh, <laughs> I love how you have that. I have children. That's why. Because there's no logical reason for a man to see a movie that's relatively new seven times. <laughs> Unless he has children. Because kids do that. They serial watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's the adult ver- It's the kids' version of binge watch. I've uh, seen I, – I thought about it one day, Frozen. I've seen that like seven – no, like 27 times. Jesus. Because my youngest, it's all she watches. <laughs> Not anymore, but whatever. Grow up, watch something. Watch porn. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but no, I finally saw the Lego movie. Really, really impressed with that movie. I was really actually kind of surprised on how deep it kind of went. Yeah. You know, just – uh, the way the storytelling was, the way the characters were driven, and then that whole big spiel, you know, about, uh, you know, the the father and son, basically, where it's just kind of basically a story about father and son going, you know, having their issues. And I thought it was really, really cool. I think that was cool, too, because they didn't really tell you that until the end. Yeah. And then when you think back on it, everything that happened yeah. was symbolic of that. Yeah, you know, and I that that was really cool, and that kind of hit home a little bit with me because there's sometimes when I do that, yeah. like there's things that you could be enjoying with your children, like don't touch that. Right, right. And I think every father does that. Yeah, and you just, and and you know, you're seeing like how tall the dad got compared to you know, uh, yeah, to Chris Pratt's character and all that. So that was really cool, and I mean, I enjoyed even just the little tidbits of uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill as Green Lan- uh, uh, Green Lantern and uh, Superman. It was hilarious because, like, you know, you're hearing Green Lantern, like, "Oh, hey, Superman, hey, you want to kind of hang out?" Oh, uh, no, I gotta, I gotta go back to Krypton. Wait, it didn't it blow up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those little, those little, those little scenes in there were fucking awesome. The... And, it, and and you gotta admit, uh, I'm sorry, but you know, uh, what's his name? Fuck, I can't remember his name. Oh, Will Arnett as Batman. Oh, was he's he's my favorite for a comedic Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he does it great. Uh, you know, my favorite character in that fucking movie was the Spaceman. Oh, dude. One, I had that set. So did I. So did I. And he's like, "Are we gonna build? Are we gonna spell? No, oh, oh no, no. Yeah, okay. Why, why do we need it? Yeah, why he did it so much that you were like, let him build his fucking spaceship, <laughs> and then right at the, we're gonna build a spaceship. <laughs> he fucking freaked, and he built the. Badass spaceship. You're like, oh shit! And is he flying around? Spaceship, spaceship, spaceship. It was kind of funny too because it showed, it kind of showed how Lego has changed. Because Lego used to, when they made a set, it only did one thing. Yeah, yeah they didn't want, and that was kind of cool too because it kind of showed. If you look at it that way too, it's kind of like because I remember like Lego didn't like you to mix their sets up and stuff like that. But if you look at it, it's kind of like Lego too, like an allegory for Lego, like how they wanted it to just be this, and then realized yeah. that you know you can all of the pieces connect to one another. And that movie's got layers, man. It's, I'm it telling does. you. It's and I was trying to tell people. I think I was telling you, and you're like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, when you hadn't seen it, I'm like, no, man, it's a good movie. It's like, yeah, yeah, I was just being an asshole. It's a kids' uh, movie, bitch. <laughs> But it, yeah, and it was, but it was really, really cool to watch that and to just kind of see how it layered out and the, just the way the characters were. And yeah, like the Batman is like, uh, aren't we flying into a sun? Yeah, but it's gonna be cool. And then it breaks <laughs> in. It's the symbol of the Batman, you know, right there. Yeah, my favorite part with Batman was when he took off, and then fucking um, Emmett or whatever was like. He just left us, you know, and I think maybe we should go like like he's trying to hit her up right. and then he lands in the back. 
and he's like, I got their their thing. <laughs> and, and he's everybody, like, oh. everybody were dudes, even the even the hairy one. They were all yeah. dudes. I mean, <laughs> and then just having Billy D. Williams as Lando was fucking perfect. Amazing. Perfect. Like, hey, little lady, you know, suddenly you're hearing him hit up on her. You're like, oh shit. But oh my god, it just like. And Morgan Freeman is gone, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. It's like, what was it? Why am I cold and wet? Ew. <laughs> and then you find out <laughs> the submarine. Oh, and Allison Brie as the uh, Unicat. Was that Allison Brie? That was. That was. I Allison. didn't know that. Yeah. The Unicat was funny when she started tripping out. Oh, I know. Like, no one that's has to be nice. Was, that's why it was so perfect that I was like, oh, that's Allison Brie. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> just all the hell with it. <laughs> but oh yeah it's just oh it was just the characters were so funny and you're just kind of like wow this is really for adults too <laughs> like hardcore for adults like oh this is super uh, was it Chani tatum superman this couldn't get any worse hey neighbor uh does anybody have any kryptonite they can give me <laughs> uh but uh yeah so saw that uh real fun movie i you know if you haven't seen it just simply because you're like it's a fucking it Watch it, you'll enjoy it. Just see it. I mean, it, especially it's Lego. Like you didn't play with it when you were a kid. Oh, I know. Being a dick. And then, and then with all the shit that's been going on in the last couple of weeks, like the serious down shit, like world going to hell in the handcart. Dude, put in the Lego movie. You know, yeah. You'll be sitting there going, everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is cool if you're part of the team. Which is funny because you're singing that song like it's badass, and then you realize it's a fucking conformity song, yeah. and you're like, "Fuck!" Like every time I enjoy something, you fuck it up. <laughs> I think Moffat wrote the Lego Movie, dude. <laughs> that's what I think. Oh, man. oh it's funny too because like you sit there like, "That's my jam." It's like it's the only song. Buy overpriced coffee. $37. It's funny because, it, and that movie did it perfectly though, is you, you, the first time you hear it, it's incredibly catchy. Mm -hmm. So you're like singing it, and then you start actually hearing the words, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, I don't want to do that. That's <laughs> uh, like the instruction book. Okay, buy overpriced coffee. <laughs> Have breakfast with all your friends. Yeah. No one. I was like, fuck. Uh, they were just saying hi to all the cats and all that, so you're like, oh man. Root for your local sports team. Yay, sports team! <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, too, because in life, people expect you to do certain things. Yeah. You know, and, and there's this whole alt culture, which is becoming huge now. And even that, they expect you to do certain Like, yeah. it, I can walk in the street and be like, what do, you, what do you mean you don't like Battlestar Galactica? I don't. Yeah. You're supposed to. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Wow. We're like 45 minutes into this. We haven't even touched Well, no it. news. Thank you and <laughs> yeah. good night. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. So going into take my money section, of course, I'm sure all of you, all of you have already heard about this. The Dancing Groot and Howard the Duck Pop Vinyl Toys yes. will be coming out. Uh, it, it's funny because, like, you know, we've said that Marvel has not taken advantage of the Dancing Groot. Uh, simply most probably for the fact that they never thought it would be in such demand, you know, by that point. And then, of course, Howard the Duck out of nowhere, um, which oh, I saw. Oh, it's not out of nowhere. I think there's a master plan going on, dude. <laughs> I really do. It's, he's all, too... uh, all of these characters coming out from little uh, post tags. Yeah, you know? Marvel's, Marvel's putting, they're putting too much, but Howard the Duck specifically, I'm not saying this just because I'm a fan. They're putting too much emphasis on Howard. Like, they're slowly reintroducing him to the world. 
like to an entire new generation. It's comics are all coming out. Come on. Dude. I think I think too. It's it's like it's been long enough since the '84 movie. You know, it's like come on. We need to just say that Howard Duck is a mm-hmm. character, and this is how he looks. And now we're on by Disney, so Disney can't sue us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Disney's fine with him looking like Daffy exactly. the Duck, which he doesn't look like. They both look like ducks. Yeah. <laughs> That's like saying you can't have um, Morgan Freeman in your movie. Why? Because he looks like Will Smith. <laughs> what? He doesn't look like Will Smith. It's like, well, they're both human. Like, uh, no. <laughs> prophecy is true. It is true because it rhymes. <laughs> That's the only reason I said Morgan Freeman. I was still thinking about the Lego movie. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, they expect it to be there uh, announced last week, and Howard the Duck was actually earlier this week, that they're going to be out, but they're going to be leaking out, uh, tell, uh, what should I say, releasing as to how those things are going to be out there. Not in your stores yet, but we know they're, they're coming. So definitely add that to your list because, you know, I, I actually read on somebody's, uh, some, the comment section of some sort of the stupid, for the dancing group, stupidest piece of movie memorabilia ever. And I was like, really, dude? Come on. Don't, don't you belong in the Simpsons comic book guy? <laughs> I know, right? Relax. <laughs> uh, I'm oh. telling you that, that I've been, not just because the Howard Duck, I've been thinking about, starting to collect some of those pop vinyls because they're cheap dude yeah yeah they're like 20 bucks yeah 20 bucks and if you go to cons on the last day you'll you'll find them they're like yeah you can get two for 20 <laughs> and they fucking mass produce those things too oh yeah oh yeah i mean i have a few now i'm gonna take a i was thinking to uh, take some of those oh i recently got uh as a gift from my girlfriend uh heather got me a, a star lord with the mask and yes. uh, and uh, toothless the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like, oh, sweet. So I asked my wife to buy me um, Gamora, but then she convinced me that she wasn't a real person. <laughs> so I was like, oh, doesn't oh, matter. Okay. Well, no, I wanted the person. <laughs> I want a fucking pop vinyl. I'm all oh. about Gamora. <laughs> uh, all right. So, <laughs> 48 minutes in, it's time we jump into some news. Uh, all right. In movie news, uh, back in June, Robert Orsi, Roberto Orsi, sorry, Ooh. was rumored to be the next director to captain the third film of the of the new franchise. Uh, after so many fans took out their dissatisfaction over Star Trek Into Darkness, it seems that many people have jumped ship and gone on to new projects. Well, Orsi has announced uh, ha- was announced as the director for the third film, but went on record to say, "Well, that will depend on whether Paramount likes the script for the new film." Since then, haven't heard, hasn't been mentioned of the script or any potential release date. However, uh, the 50th anniversary is coming in 2016, and there should be, without a doubt, there sh- there's going to be no doubt that they will drop a movie on 2016 for the 50th anniversary. Uh, but finally, last week, we got some news that, uh, that came out actually over the weekend, but it didn't get picked up until Thursday. Orsi dropped by uh, Tech Movie and section commenting to give an update and he announced that screenwriter patrick mckay and jd payne had written fade out over the weekend uh fade out yesterday on first draft things are moving uh first uh first draft is done in his response to a question uh movie trek movie got back from orsi so i guess we'll have to see if uh how fast the project will move on and uh but paramount had announced that in 2016 some point there will be a third Star Trek movie, but we haven't heard as far as any hardcore date. Imagine it's going to be summer or at least May at some point. Cause... It'll probably be a summer release. Yeah. Aren't big movies like that always summer releases? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. 
um hopefully we'll be able to get that movie uh hopefully we'll be able to get to the movie that back to kind of where the first film was i didn't have a problem with into darkness i just thought it was there's a the way of using a previous film as a plot point to switch it up uh and neither neither one was out of character however i always felt the story the original movie the story was completely original as opposed to the second one which kind of felt a little more kind of like it takes place in the same universe here's the little tap to those but we can make some changes here and there so uh, uh uh peter one of my friends peter actually hated star trek into darkness completely hated that movie but uh i spoke with him recently and he's like you know i actually rewatched it and it actually holds up better he goes although i did feel that they kind of wimped out when in the use of khan using him more as a plot point as opposed as a, a main character yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, but Steve knows that's just how I am. Yeah. <laughs> if it's fun, I like the movie. I, I don't really get hung up on the details too much. Um, the only thing is, is that this whole new dimension, dimension, new universe thing um, is cool. It's a great way of, of getting away with shit. But, like, things being so dramatically different, you're like, how did that one Romulan ship affect Earth that much? Like, yeah, it blew up Vulcan. I right. get it. That's a big deal. But how did that affect Khan at all? Right, yeah. Like, why is Khan different? Why are we seeing him sooner? Why, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, we, could, we can get into the butterfly effects as much as we can, you know. But it is J.J. Abrams and the crew of Lost, so there might be a polar bear somewhere, you probably. know, floating around. Maybe they're, maybe they're in limbo. It's all a dream. It's all. It's a, it's all. It's all a fucking Shatner dream. Shatner fever dream. <laughs> a Shatner fever dream. Jesus. All right. All right. All right. We're just gonna move right along with the, the news now. Quit. Quit talking so much. Jesus. I lost my place. Oh. <laughs> lost my place. Haven't even started. Oh. There have been a few movies this year that seem like sure things. Guardians of the Galaxy, even if some said it was up in the air, was a sure thing. Another movie that I was sure would do well was the sequel, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. It seems I didn't read the tea leaves quite well enough. Uh, Dame to Kill For bombed in its opening weekend in 8th place, making an estimated $6.5 million, uh, well below expectations. This is compared to the first Sin City, which made $29.1 million its opening weekend back in 2005 and ended up making $158.8 million worldwide what? by the time it was through. That's a lot of money. Um, that's a lot of money for a not-Marvel movie. Ooh. It's <laughs> pretty much what everybody does now. Um, a Dame to Kill for, simply put, is not going to make that kind of money. Sure, it's a sequel. Most sequels don't do as well as the original, so this shouldn't be much of a surprise, right? You would think that. But with the success, I know <laughs> you would think that. But with the success of the first film, paired with the origin of the source material, Frank Miller, and the hype surrounding the movie, it was being shipped as a sure thing. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, that movie not only took the top spot f- for that weekend, but it climbed up from the second spot in its fourth week. That's pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> um, <laughs> Guardian, I didn't write that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, okay. Guardians pushed 17.6 million this weekend with a total of 251.9 million domestically and 489.5 million uh, worldwide so far. I think it's going to hit a billion. I don't think it's going to hit a billion. 
No, it's not frozen. <laughs> you know, Jesus. No. I mean, if you know, if uh, Drax busted out and started saying, "Do you want to build a snowman?" Ding 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 ding. Everyone buys <laughs> a ticket. Exactly. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles took in sixteen point eight million, landing that film in second place. TMNT's place is funny to me because the film is almost universally panned by critics and what seems fans alike. There must be something about about it that people like. They just don't want to admit it. If I stay. The, it's a kid's movie. Yeah, I know, but I mean, everyone hates the movie. Like, if you read the internet, well, yeah, everyone see, hates it. See, here's the thing: is, is that you know the people that saw it in the beginning were the fans. Well, well yeah, you know, finish your article and then I'll go into my rant in a second. Oh, thank you, yeah. I appreciate it. You don't fuck. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't reading shit. <laughs> if I stay, the uh, is her name Chloe? Yeah. Yeah, Chloe Grace Mortez. Uh, the Chloe, yeah, the Chloe Grace Mortez tearjerker, also debuted this week, uh, making sixteen point four million and landing a respectable third place. That's pretty good for that kind of movie. Yeah, because you know, that kind of movie, a lot of people wait until it just comes out on DVD because it's just people fucking talking. There's no reason to go to the theater and see it. Or it's the teenagers, the teenage girls that go. Fly. Yeah, you know. But then the boyfriend's like, "Fuck you!" and go see Guardians of the Galaxy for the sixth time. Oh, you know, um, what? let me go get some popcorn as they dip into Guardians and right. <laughs> watch that. Peace, bitch. <laughs> and then they find like a nerdy girl, and it's love at first sight, and they dump the cheerleader. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's go through the top ten list real quick. Guardians of the Galaxy seventeen point six million. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sixteen point eight million. If I Stay sixteen point four million. Let's Be Cops eleven million. When the Game Stands Tall nine point one million. The Giver six point seven million. Also not doing as well as everybody. Mm. Was kind of given it. The Expendables three six point six million exactly Ooh. where I expected it. <laughs> um, Frank Miller's Sin City: A Dame to Kill for six point five million. The Hundred Foot Journey five point six million and last place is Into the Storm three point eight million. People aren't into storm movies too much. Mm. I'm thinking, or whatever the fuck that movie is. I don't even know what it is. Um, That's actually an indie movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a low. It's not bad for an indie movie, but it's movie. actually it's actually done pretty well for considering its budget. Well, yeah, but see, the thing is, I don't know what it is. It probably means it wasn't marketed at all. See, a lot of these companies, they don't understand. If you saw, if you saw something with a tornado in the trailer, that's the movie. I don't watch TV either. Oh, so That might be why I didn't see it. You're just gay. I'm gay because I don't watch. Yeah, you're First gay. of all, gay, there's gay, nothing wrong with being gay. No, just no, want no. to there, put there, that out there. there there's gay. <laughs> then there's me. <laughs> then then there's parents chaperoning your kids. Oh Jesus! Party gay. <laughs> then there's wearing Crocs gay. Look, I don't get and out. And then to there's the... you gay. <laughs> I don't get out to the uh, theater often, but I did see Guardians of the Galaxy. So fuck everybody. <laughs> I saw the movie I was supposed to see. You understand what <laughs> I'm talking about? I was supposed to watch it in. <laughs> I was out. I think I saw it the second week. No, I thought you saw it. No. no I did see it the first week. I saw it on like weekend. Monday or something. Yeah, just because I remember when we got before you the podcast, and you're like, I saw it. I was like, thank God. <laughs> I don't go to the movies um, on the weekend because I'm an old man. I've never gone to the movies on the weekend. I go during the week. No, I go, I, I go to the uh, pre-assigned seating AMC where you actually get to pick your seat so you don't have to be there two hours early. Yeah, that's because you live in L.A. No one else has that. <laughs> um, the only the only um, opening night, midnight showing I ever saw was with you. I don't do that. When did, 
Why did you go with me? We we saw fucking Iron Man with that bit. <gasps> oh yeah, that's right, huh? Don't be too shocked. Yeah. We saw... No, 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 no. It wasn't Iron Man. It was Star Trek. We saw Iron Man too because we saw it at Universal City Walk. I remember because oh. there's fucking Iron Man everything there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, and the yeah. whole the whole time you were like, "This is great, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah, there's a lot of people here." <laughs> yeah. That's that's my thing. I don't yeah. like being around a lot of people, yeah. so I go on Wednesday afternoon <laughs> to see a movie. At <laughs> like thirty. <laughs> yeah, two people in the theater. I go early so I can get the early bird special on popcorn and shit. Like I, I've, and I've, you know what's sad though? I sit a I've couple of rows ahead of the sleeping old people that are in the the only the, other two people in the theater. The pathetic thing is that kind of behavior, I have been doing it since I was like 15. <laughs> I've hated teenagers since I was one. <laughs> They're just annoying. Yeah, when I was a teenager, there was no redeeming quality in me. Um, but I, I, That's very much today. Um, going back to Sin City, um, I, I think part of the big problem is, is that it was 10 years since the first one. Anytime you go beyond three years for a sequel... It's now a new movie. It's yeah, it's now yeah. a new movie. People that saw it back then were kind of like, you know, it was cool back then, but now you have all the Marvel movies and you have all, you know, the the promise of the DC movies. Um, There's been DC movies. Yeah, the promise of a real DC movie, with the exception of Batman, because Batman doesn't really count. How? It, dare you. it doesn't count because they've also had. I'm not even talking about the Superman movie stood on its own. But that it could have been better. Ten Superman movie. I'm not talking about the old. I'm talking about the brand new one. Oh, Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah that was pretty recent. Okay, give it the one Don't. DC movie that they. Hey, <laughs> we only need one to be playing. That's all it is. But the thing is, is that you know it, it's too cartoony. Now it's going to be too cartoony. Um, and the, the fact that, you know, some of the char- some people didn't even come back for their roles, you know, and it just, to me, it was just too, too far gone. And the, the comic isn't that memorable. So, uh, I, I, and that's my opinion, but, uh, you know, what's funny is I, I, I care less and less about Sin City. The more and more I hear Frank Miller talk, I oh, think man. Frank Miller is a genius. I think his storytelling is great and all that, and he really does some some different shit. But when he just speaks, you're like, "What a fucking asshole!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's just a dick. prick. He yeah. hates everything. Oh yeah. You know, it's like fucking go back to your hole and and write another comic. I don't have yeah. time for this. Yeah, but uh, but the other thing that I want to say is why the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is still doing well is simply because you have the first weekend the box office was big because every fan went to go see it. So you yeah. probably had a lot of families that held off and waited. Movie did, yeah, it did dip now. It dipped, and then Guardians came back. But now you have, but word of mouth is keeping Guardians out there. Because it should have been, like, long gone by now. Well, not only that, in the in the fourth week, and then you look at this, it there's some good, like, Let's Be Cops, I heard, is really funny. But it's an R-rated comedy, so yeah. not everyone's to see it. Guardians of the Galaxy, if, you, if you're going in, if you went last weekend and you're like, what the fuck are we going to watch? That's the only thing on this list that's the safe bet yeah. that you're going to enjoy the movie. And, and this, the thing, too, is there's people that, are, that I've heard that's already seen it like four or five times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is now we're getting the people that the kids are like, I want to go see the Turtles movie. So now they're taking them. And here's the big thing is they've already, uh, have already quoted a sequel. I've heard a lot of people talking about you know, the, the, a lot of the stuff they didn't like about it. Um, but the real trick is in the sequel 
because movie studios only look at numbers. They don't look at what people are saying. Yeah, they don't so care what your they opinion is. They don't care is. what your opinion is. They're only looking, oh, everybody's going to go see it, so let's make a sequel. The problem is, is the people that are are saying that it sucks are not going to go see the sequel, and then you're going to come out and you're going to be like The Expendables 3 and go, what happened? Yeah. What? And the, my big problem with Expendables 3... PG-13. It was PG-13, which I thought was really a killer for pandering <laughs> oh yeah much and and also the fact that they the storyline was completely weak i I, I, I saw no reason you saw it in the theater yeah uh yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah sorry yeah <laughs> yeah of course where else do i see these Adam. i don't i don't know why i even asked that question I i'm I an idiot you're asking me that. anyway yeah um, but i i did a, i did a review on that other website lazygeeks.com but the thing my biggest problem was is that there the the plot made no sense to me like throwing in these younger people these younger cast you know mma fighters and boxing fighters and you're like why are we getting kids that are in like their 20s and 30s doing this when the show was about the the older actors doing what they do best is it is it is it doing is it doing a Chucky? Kind of, sorta. Where Chucky, the first Chucky was awesome, the second one was okay, and then it just stopped making sense. It was just a it was just a, a gimmick. They went to space, you know. Who went was, to space? It, it was Jason goes to space, kind of weird. And that movie was only enjoyable because that chick was so hot, the <laughs> computer chick. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's the one thing, the one redeeming quality of slasher films is the chicks are, like, mind-bogglingly hot. <laughs> like, you're just like, where are these women? You know where they are? L.A. and Miami. Yeah. That's where they are. Yeah, that's true. All right, moving on into gaming news. Uh, this story actually happened today, which is Monday, uh, when we recorded the podcast. Yeah, still Monday, according to the clock. Um, and uh, so this actually comes from GameSpot. Uh, the PlayStation Network and Sony Entertainment Network are back online after hackers slammed the online service with distributed de- denial of service or DDoS attacks yesterday. Or it was talking, it was over the weekend, Sunday into Monday. Sony writes on their uh, PlayStation blog that it uh, proposed, uh, proposedly, purposely, sorry, brought the network down. Wow, uh, brought the network down to after the attacks, and the company added that there was no evidence that the hackers. <coughs> actually got any networks or uh, got into the networks or access users personal information because god knows i'd hate to have to change my password again uh as a result of the attack sony said that psn and the sen will did not go through the previously scheduled periods that they were going to do the updates that were scheduled for uh, today august 25th we will provide we will provide an update shortly for when the maintenance Uh, will be rescheduled, Sony said. We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience caused by the issue, Sony added. Thanks for your patience and support. The hackers did not target the PSN and um, SEN, it appears. The same group that uh, did not only target, sorry. Uh, The same group that targeted the online networks also claimed responsibility for a bomb threat that made American Airlines ground and divert a flight yesterday carrying Sony online entertainment president John Smidley. The FBI is currently investigating that case. Smithy wrote on Twitter, "Yes, my plane was diverted. Not going to discuss that. Mo- um, discuss more than that. Justice will find these guys. So you can, and you can guarantee that the story is going to develop as it goes. So even by the time this when this podcast is released on Wednesday, there might even be more information on it at that time. But you can check out all that on the lazygeeks.com. <sighs> 
Fucking, what the hell do they got up against Sony? I have two problems with this. One, I just ran out of tea, <laughs> um, which is a problem. Uh, two, first off, we got to say, DDoS attacks are like the Special Olympics of fucking hacking. So I'm, I'm getting tired of everybody saying they're hackers. Yeah, they're, they're as much a hacker as fucking Angelina Jolie is. I don't have fucking time. It's it's not. It's the hacking where you see them typing on a keyboard. You know they're not using a mouse. They're not using anything. They're just. It's like yes, you you need to know how to do it, but it's not like they're hacking in and stealing anything. All they're doing is a brute force attack, where they're sending so much fucking information or pulls to their servers that it crashes it. Yeah. Yay. People can do yeah. that. People, normal people, can do that on Twitter and bring that's, down Twitter. <laughs> that's like hitting your head on. That's like hitting your head on a door to open it instead of turning the fucking knob. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not that big of a deal. But the thing, what, was, I don't what get, was it in dodgeball? It looks like a bunch of retards trying to hump a doorknob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing I don't get is why why do people keep doing this? Yeah. What are you proving? What what? I know when Anon- Anonymous was the first one that kind of started doing or people that claimed they were Anonymous. Right, right, right. Um, and they started doing it with, like, big things, like when things really, like, went down. And then it started getting less and less big, and now it's just random. Right. Like, um, while this, they didn't just hit Sony. There's a few other ones, one being Battle.net, and that's actually when I found out this was happening because I tried to log into Diablo 3, and it didn't. And... <laughs> If it's not a scheduled maintenance time, it's odd for Battle.net not to work. I mean, Blizzard is pretty solid with their shit. I don't give a fuck what anyone... If there's people out there gasping, go fuck yourself. Compared to other people, that company usually has their shit together. So I went online to see what was going on, and it said it was DDoS tag from some fucking lizard men, or I don't know what the fuck they call themselves. And I was like, what did Blizzard do? All right. I don't understand. You have a you have a company Sony and Blizzard. They put out quality games. Look at Sony. Sony is the top console. Right? Everybody loves Sony right now. Yeah. You know, it's like, why did you bring? You're, you just look like a jackass. Oh, you're just doing it because you can do it, and it's even sadder because you're doing it to the people who preceded you did it to. Hmm. So you couldn't even come up with an original fucking idea. <laughs> like, it's it's just pathetic. Yeah. Like, get a job. Waste your fucking time doing this silly shit. I'm in college now. You know, I don't have time for this silly shit. <laughs> oh man. No, I I just don't get it. I, I've been I've been on a soapbox about it the last couple of days because it just doesn't make sense to me. Like yeah. do do something better with your time. Yeah, exactly. You know, or bring down something that's offensive, yeah. like to, to the com common struggle of humanity. You know, you know, like some. You know, bring. You know, if you really want to show yourself, to, fucking fuck Sony and all that shit, dude. Take out the ISIS network. Mm-hmm. The problem. The problem is, is if all they know how to do is a DDoS attack, they're really not that useful. Exactly. So, who gives a fuck? And also, the ISIS network. What? what throwing rocks at each other. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, because I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It felt like being an ignorant American for a second. Um, Welcome to BBC America. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is it my turn? I think it's, it's my turn. Yeah, it's or we could just skip all your stories for the rest of the podcast. I think you can fucking skip on this dick, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even know why that made sense. Um, when the PS4 came out, one of the coolest features was the ability to preload games that you have bought um, before they've released. It meant you could play the game the moment it was released in digital form, which was a joy for many hardcore gamers. 
at the time, it was one of the things Sony could hold over Microsoft's head, but not anymore, sort of. Um, when you pre-purchase Madden NFL 15 through the Xbox site, you'll be able to preload the game to your Xbox One. Tip- typical of how preloads work, even though it's on your on your console, the game won't be playable until 12.01 a.m. Uh, Pacific Pacific Standard Time the following Tuesday. Um, I don't... There's no context to be saying following Tuesday, so whatever, when it releases. However, if you have signed up for EA Access, you'll be able to play the game right away, but only for six hours, kind of like a demo. That's kind of cool. I mean, since EA Access is a big waste of money, it's cool that you're getting something. <laughs> um, we first we first had about... We first had and we first heard about prelo- preloading on the Xbox One at Microsoft's Gamescom bri- briefing for select titles. Phil Spencer, head of the Xbox division, has promised preloading for FIFA 15, Forza Horizon 2 in September as well, as well but no, no other titles have been announced. You can expect the high-profile titles like the sports games to be included in this, but it would be nice in the future if this feature was available for all games. I'm sure it's not a black-and-white issue, however, because nothing really is. Um, yeah, basically, the way they have it set up now, unless they change anything, is that the big, like, like, meathead games will be on there. Like, the sports games, the racing games, right. um, the and, the shoot, they, and the shooting they, games, like, yeah. but yeah, those haven't been announced yet. But that's going to be the next the one. The Call of Duties, the, um, the football, the NHL, the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever. You know, the sad part is... Battlefield, yes. This the thing is too is it's this <laughs> the preload thing is only cool for people who who live in the Pacific time zone because if you live in any other time zone you're getting it late. Yeah. Like if you live on the East Coast, my homies in Boston, holla, they're getting it like three hours fucking late. Well, they just go to the store and get it in less time than that. Yeah. So I don't. I, I mean, complete like the game with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm done, bitches. <laughs> Especially Call of Duty single player. That's like 15 minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. T- put out a tweet. Yeah, all of you that are just playing it now, beat it. <laughs> it's like, I preloaded. I get to play in 15 minutes. I already, I already beat that game. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> East Coast? <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up when you finish. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to work. <laughs> all right. Moving up, we're we're particularly starky this podcast, aren't we? I'm pretty much like that all the time. Yeah, that's true. All right, going into comic news. Uh, as many people are moving into the digital realm in regards to comics, it has been an issue when you download these titles. Readers are all are still subjected to DRM locked titles. In a regard to prevent piracy of anything in the digital media, many major companies have locked their content with DRM with the high hopes that piracy of set content will not happen. But we all know that is never the case. Uh, it seems that one comic book publisher has seen the light and decided to release content DRM-free. Ooh. Valiant Entertainment has, introduced, has announced sorry, that they have partnered with DriveThroughComics.com to make Valiant's entire classic and modern comic content available DRM-free. As of last Tuesday, they are offering their monthly comic titles as day and date new releases. That's pretty awesome. And will soon begin to offer their complete catalog of single issues and collections. The comics will be released in a DRM-free PDF format. For the next 30 days, Valiant will offer each of their best-selling number one issues for free 
for the next 30 days. So just visit drivethroughcomics.com and you can download first issues of such titles like Arm, Archer and Armstrong, Bloodshot, Unity, and Exo Man of War, to name a few. You can see the complete list if you go over to thelazygeeks.com. And you'll be able to see all the cover art for, for all of those, too. And in about a month, expect all of all of their comics on your local torrent site, <laughs> yeah, which is the sad part. Because everyone screams, oh, DRM Free is the best, and it is the best. But the problem is, is that it's just stolen too much. Yeah. That's why you don't see it as much. Um Man of War is a good fucking series. I was reading that for yeah. a while. Yeah, that's a good series. Um, moving right along. You know. Marvel Comics is in the hot seat over a particular uh, variant cover of the soon-to-be-released Spider-Woman number one comic. The cover, which is shown eloquently <laughs> on uh, LazyGeeks.com, um, is drawn by Milo Manera, or Manara, whatever. Isn't... Um, Wait, the comic cover, comma, drawn by Milo Manara, comma, isn't getting heat about its quality, but more about its depiction of the character in a more pornographic sense. Milo Manara. Pear shaped. <laughs> yeah. Um, Milo Manara is known for Raciat with his past work on comics like Butterscotch, Click, and Hidden Camera. All three sound like names of porn movies. Um, the latest cover is being called, quote, offensive, end quote, by many on social media. The other side of the fence claims Spider-Woman is in a spider-like position, uh, which we've seen Spider-Man in countless times. I've never seen Spider-Man like that. Mm, oh. I don't know. He's, I mean, I've he's seen him like that. He's in a position like where, like, if you were there, his junk would be, like, right in your face. Yeah, well, you know, that's par for the course, really. <laughs> <laughs> um... This argument may have held a bit of water if it wasn't for Minara's past work backing up the pornographic nature many claim the upcoming cover of Spider-Woman depicts. Personally, I don't find it offensive, but I don't really find anything offensive. However, I can see... I don't. <laughs> Steve knows. I could see how many fans of the character would be upset with this rendition, and while you could claim she's just doing what a Spider-Woman can, trying to do a little what a Spider-Man can, but I didn't yeah. quite hit the mark on it. Yeah. Um, she does seem to be ready to take a, take a relationship to the next level. <laughs> Making myself laugh. I wouldn't put, <laughs> I would put the blame on Minara here, though, because a quick Google search will tell you that this is just his style of art. Why Marvel chose Minara for a variant <laughs> of one of their heroes is the real question that needs to be asked. Listen... There's two things about about this that you need a takeaway from this. One, Marvel's at fault. If you find a, this offensive, Marvel's the problem. Because the only thing this Minara dude draws is fucking. You, they they used to <laughs> on one site they used a um a comparison image, and the this chick in the comparison is from one of his other comics, and she's in the same exact position, but she's in like a public area with a bunch of people staring at her. She has no pants on. Mm. You know, so he's that's his shit. Right. And there's there's definitely a demographic for it. Um, the other question you really have to ask yourself, and I'm kind of forgetting what that question was. <laughs> oh, is when I look at this, it looks like a rough sketch. Yeah. Like, I don't like... The, the artwork is not clean. And, it, yeah. I, it's whatever. Like, it just... It's not a good... It's not a good piece of art. Yeah. To uh, me. I have I have two, two things about this whole thing. One... That ass, though. <laughs> I don't know. It's split a little too much. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus. She's going to start wearing a white uniform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. 
No, um, what I was basically, you know, my whole thing is one, we're raising a lot of shit about this, and it's a variant cover. Yeah, it's not that important. It's not that important because it's not the main. Now, if this was the main cover that came out on the issue, yeah, that's really kind of the thing. Yeah, I get the under, I get the grief on it, but the problem is, is that when you have this artist, and this artist was announced before that he was going to do a variant cover, why are we acting all surprised? You know the thing is though, Don't with buy the it. heat, yeah, no, buy it because with the heat, this variant is coming covering it's gonna make it uh, and it's an issue one right this might be worth some some change later on yeah i might pick this one up hanging on the fucking wall in the living room <laughs> make my wife real happy i showed my wife the picture and she put was the, looking at the, it. you put the frame that you used the velvet jesus in put yeah the, <laughs> put the spider woman first of all how dare you even assume i have a velvet jesus in my house <laughs> um it, although it would be ironically funny i guess i could do that um I showed my wife this picture, and she's not a huge comic book fan. She's a, a, a bigger fan now that she's married me for so many years. But um, she's looking at it, and she goes, why did he draw her like that? And I go, I don't know. And she, he go, she goes, yeah, well, they always make comic book characters sexy, right? And I go, not Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman's like a lesbian. And she's always like, like woman empowerment. Like, she's a powerful character. She's not known to be like, oh, come here, like all that silly shit. Right. You know, she's not um, the Dazzler or <laughs> something fucking dumb. Dazzler. You know, so when you take that into context, right. you know, that's really what, what's going to piss on fans. You're like, here we go again. You got a strong character that you have to sexualize. Right. It's like, right. yeah, but Mandara sexualizes everything. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, so who's really at fault here? Yeah. And, and to be honest, it's Marvel at fault of this one. All I know is there's there's probably all those lights on in the buildings behind her for a reason. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, if you if catch my have, if they would have the lights off with uh, telescopes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to the tech news. Uh, one of the greatest things about being either first or second is that everyone is fighting to take third place. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, Sprint, for one reason or another, has been holding a decent third place position. But with T-Mobile char- changing directions um, in the last year, it seems that the battle for third is getting tougher and tougher to hold on to. However, Sprint thinks they may have found a way. On Thursday, Sprint announced uh, their new $60 unlimited plan in hopes that it could reduce the number of defections and bring on some new customers. Of course, with any good deal plan, the devil is always in the details. Sprint- Haven't they always had a $60 unlimited plan? Uh, that's what I had with Sprint like five years ago. I, think I had the they may have the epic. Rid of it. They may I have had the epic, it. and it was sixty bucks, and it was unlimited everything. Whatever. Yeah, it's Sprint. Yeah. Uh, but you know, in an in order to get the new low rate, though, here's where the de- the devil is, uh, which is available, which began on Friday. You need to either pay full price for your device, bring in your own Sprint compatible device. However, if you're an existing customer, you need to meet one of the three conditions to receive this offer. You either have no line under contract, purchase a device using EasyPay installment billing, or add a new line of service. People Anytime don't... something like EasyPay is a requirement, <laughs> it just looks so desperate. I know, right? Like you're like, oh, you just your people are paying you, so you're. Oh, that's sad. Uh, quote, people know Sprint for Unlimited, CEO Marcelo Claro said in a statement, we have long been the leader in offering customer 
customers unlimited data and that leadership continues today with our new $60 unlimited plan at uh, painfully slow speeds exactly uh, now while you can call it an unlimited plan you better read the conditions of the plan i.e. the fine print Sprint set, uh, Sprint is sure to note that quote other plans may receive prioritized bandwidth availability and that adds that quote to improve data experience for a majority of users throughout uh, though put uh, throughout may be limited varied or reduced on a network what does that mean it means that if you run into an area that's experiencing high congestion then you probably experience a your slow... last on the queue <laughs> exactly you experience a slowdown on your data speed and it could seem that customers that pay higher rates will have priority over your activity over you and your activities uh sprint uh quote sprint's new everyday price of 60 dollars a month for unlimited saves customers $480 over the uh, over two years against T-Mobile's $80 everyday pricing. Sprint said, uh, in addition, customers can save up to $120 over two years versus T-Mobile's promotional price, and they uh, they don't have to jump through T-Mobile's hoops and recruit their friends. T-Mobile did not take what? the news lying down because I guess you get the promotional price for a year, and then after that, you, the only price... Um, points you get or reductions you get is if you add family or friends or whatever sprint does that yeah, I, know. I just did that with sprint that fucking uh friends list thing because my my daughter is on with her grandmother's line mm-hmm. and it's like oh switch it to this and it's kind of cool if you have like seven fucking people right. because her her bill went from 60 to 15 bucks nice. you know so it's fine your phone sucks but it's fine <laughs> but fucking i had t-mobile it was 75 a, a month that's it yeah, T-Mobile did not take the news line down. They announced that if you refer a, cus- uh, a customer to their service from Sprint, you will receive one year of unlimited data. Yeah, that. Yeah, I know about that deal. Yeah. So while you ha- uh, while you'll be saving twenty bucks a month with Sprint versus T-Mobile, but their service is far inferior to that of T-Mobile. Remember, companies try uh, are trying to purchase T-Mobile. No one's trying to buy Sprint. That should tell you something. Straight up. Dude, when I worked at Best Buy, activating Sprint phones was such a pain in the ass. They use such old fucking technology. Like the other guys, I put in the SIM card. If I have to activate a SIM card, I just put it in the computer and it activates it. Sprint, I have to call, wait on the line, and they have to ask me a million questions, and it takes 20 minutes. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I feel like I'm calling the 90s every time I pick up the phone. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you from the past? <laughs> <laughs> are you watching Blossom right now? I know, right? <laughs> like, fucking, maybe that's too far back, but still. Anyway, fuck the past. Let's talk about the future, Steve. The future. The future that shouldn't have been released. Hmm? <laughs> Smartwatches are all the rage right now. I don't know why I always pause after the first noun. I always do that. <laughs> Um, and Motorola is, yeah, I know. Uh, it's my Shatner impression. Yeah. And Motorola is no exception to the rule. Debuting this, debuting their Moto 360 watch in a Motorola event on September 4th, uh, the details have been slim for a while now. That seems to have changed, but best by releasing some of the specs for the watch on their sales site. In a recent product listing of the device, the details are revealed 
are revealed, although not all of them. The display sits at 1.5 inches with a 320 by 290 LCD. The watch also features a heart rate sensor and pedometer, with a, which is good to hear for the fitness-conscious crowd. Uh, which, but we kind of expected that in a smart watch. But uh, most important, however, is the price, which Best Buy lists as two forty nine ninety nine. Um, the pricing, while logically, while logically sounding, um, while logical sounding, Jesus, <laughs> isn't isn't concrete. With Motorola saying back in June that they never nailed down a price and they never said anything after that. Um, however, when you look at the price of some of the other smartwatches these days. You can assume this price point makes sense. The watch, in my opinion, is is one of the nicer-looking smartwatches we've seen in the last few years since it actually looks like a normal analog timepiece when no special function is being used. It actually looks kind of nice. You go to, um, you go to uh, lazygeeks.com, you can see a picture of it. And um, I like it because I like that simple shit. Like, I don't need it to look like I'm trying to fucking get Scotty to beam me up. You know, it's just a watch. Right, yeah. And you look crazy. Um, Best Buy, of course, is listing this one as coming soon, since it hasn't been released yet. Keep an eye out for Motorola Chicago-based event on September 4th for more details on the Moto 360, as well as a few other gadgets they're working on. They're coming out with a new phone and shit, too. Um, I forget what it's called, but, you know, it's a Motorola phone. So, I don't know. <laughs> You're either excited about that or you don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, you're either excited about that or you have a Samsung or iPhone. Right, right, right. That's really the only two things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, really quickly, many people, times, companies, or uh, someone does something that's straight up bitch. And in a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. So this week's This Bitch is Microsoft for one specific reason. And even though Adam has already gone through his, you know, it doesn't hate Microsoft. This is an issue that just steams with Microsoft. Um, I'm going to read this article here. It comes from ZDNet. Uh since Patch Tuesday, this article was dated like a week or so ago. I know it's a little late, but I still wanted to talk about it. Uh, Microsoft has been receiving reports of severe system errors caused by one or more of the updates. In response, the company has pulled several updates from download channels and offered advice on how to remove them. In one case, it recommends the user to uninstall the update. Uh, Microsoft ha- uh, updated on August 16th. A Microsoft spokesperson tells CNET, we are aware of some issues related to the recent update and we are working on a fix. Mind you, we have not heard of a fix <laughs> since then. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's uh, the most severe case appears to be MS14-045 vulnerabilities in kernel mode drivers could allow elevation of privilege. The security uh, advisory recommends that users uninstall that update. Microsoft reports problems with three other updates and has pulled them from the download and provided uninstallation instructions, but has not specifically recommend that users uninstall. Two of these are non-security update releases for Tuesday. The third one is a re-release revision number seven on Thursday the 14th and an older update rollout for Windows RT 8.1, Windows 8.1, and Windows Server 12 R2. Only metadata was supposed to be changed in the new version, and the users who have previously installed it did not need to uh, to reinstall. Uh, the, a knowledge-based article written for these problems in, uh, includes un- uninstallation instructions and listed the three known issues. And these are the number three issues. Uh, now, 
one of the big problems is is when you receive this issue and you may have experienced it or you may not yet because <laughs> it seems to kind of be finicky it's either a constant reboot or you get the blue screen mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so if you haven't done it yet if you have Windows 8 and haven't done it I didn't do it the first time and then I got the blue screen once and then I went in and uninstalled it um, the funny thing is the day after I told him about it, yeah, I was like, hey, check this out. Like, I haven't had any problems. Okay. Yeah. And I next day. Yeah, next day. <laughs> literally, first morning, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Fucking uh, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, 298-82791 of that update uh, is a security update for kernel mode drivers. That one needs to be uninstalled. And then you have this one, which did pop up on mine, but it actually popped up on Windows 7. And um, 2970228, which is the support for new currency symbol for the Russian ruble. Um, <laughs> and then you had 2975719, which is a rollout for RT 8.1, Windows 8.1, and Windows Server 2012 R2. And then you had 2975331, which was a rollout for Windows RT, Windows 8, and Windows Server 12. Um, now, if you have Windows 8, it's actually really easy to figure out how to uninstall those updates, and it actually is really quick. For me, some people said that it gets stuck into a reboot mode. Um, others say you just get the blue screen. Um, Adam was saying you know, it could also be affected by hardware because some people have gotten it and other people have. Yeah, different hardware yeah. Could, could be having different effects. Uh, but uh, for me, it worked fine, and then I did one. Uh, I shut it down. Next day, I turned it back on, and all of a sudden, I got the blue screen, but the computer restarted itself and then came back up, and it was fine. Like, I never got the blue screen again. I did all sorts of stuff, but I decided to take Adam's device and just uninstall it anyway. So I went back, uninstalled it, never had a problem since. It was two of the the 791 update and the 719 were actually – no, not the 719. Oh, the 791 – and the 228 were on Windows 7. I hadn't noticed a problem, but then all of a sudden my uh, optical mouse, it kept uninstalling and then reinstalling. Mm-hmm. And it kept going back and forth. And I was, So what I did was I went in, uninstalled the, uh, the uh, updates, found that I had them on the Windows 7, restarted it, worked fine after that. So, But since then, since the 16th, we have ha- had no word from Microsoft since then. No other updates. That's the that's the real thing that bothers me because like this this type of problem has has affected the the big three. That's that's Microsoft, Apple, and um and Linux variants and stuff. The same thing. An update cripples some systems because it just something went wrong. And and honestly, as complex as the software is, that doesn't really upset me. But what upsets me is when it happens on the other two. They quickly address their consumer base. Tell them what happened. They don't even need to apologize. Fuck, I don't care about that. They tell you how they're going to fix it and what you can expect. Microsoft didn't do shit. Yeah. They just sat there. They said it affects less than 1% of our clientele. So I guess it tells you it's not a priority. Yeah, until one of that 1% is a business, like a big business, then it's a problem. Exactly. So this is the – and that's why they're this bitch is they have a problem – they didn't they all, and then uh, further updates were saying uninstall the uh, uninstall the updates. Here's how you do it, and it, it 
and there's no fix for it. So it's one of those where it's like, look, if you're having an issue, you can't, <laughs> you can't replicate the issue. Well, there's something on your side that you guys aren't doing that other people are figuring that are other people are doing. So, yeah, but, uh, that's this week's, this bitch. If you'd like to recommend a, this bitch to the podcast, please recommend it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the lazy geeks, or send it or mention it to us on, on Twitter at the lazy geeks, one word using the hashtag, this bitch. You can even email it to us at the lazy at the website on the lazy geeks.com. Um, all right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to comment on this podcast wherever you get the show, iTunes, the website, or Lipson. We're even on Stitcher now. Uh, let us know what you, um, how you think we're doing, and then we can see if you're full of shit or you actually have a point. Uh, we, will have, we have a bunch of social media, too. We're on Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, so go to the website, thelazygeeks.com, and we have links to all our various social media havens. So that is it for this the last August edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Uh, remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. So until next time, <gasps> up and peace out. <laughs>